0: Good morning. I am glad you chose to come to church this morning. It's good to see you. Let's just pray. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. I have a very dear friend, Betty, who lives in Birmingham, a long way from here, not very easy to meet. So we decided that we would meet at St Pancras Station. You may know this wonderful station, refurbished in 2007, a beautiful vaulted roof. Worth going to the station just to look up and see the roof. It's beautiful. And there, It's a most beautiful statue made of bronze. It's nine meters high. It weighs 20 tons. And it's a statue of a young couple embracing. It's called the meeting place. So I said to my friend Betty, let's meet at the meeting place. You can't miss it. Anybody ever said that to you? And what happens? Well, I sat at 10 o'clock by this big statue, the meeting place, and I waited and waited. And I saw a young couple come up, and the young man went down on his knee, and like this, and I thought, he's asking her to marry him. And then she cried and got out a tissue. It was wonderful. She obviously said yes. And then they came over to me and said, would you take our photo, please? I've always wondered how that photo turned out. I don't know. I waited. And do you know Betty never found that meeting place? Eventually we got into contact, but she didn't find it. You can't miss it, I'm sure. We have this morning this glorious opportunity of meeting with the Lord Jesus Christ. You know that hymn we sang, we are here to meet with Jesus. Really, I don't feel I need to say any more after that. It said it all. I don't want you to miss it. You are here to meet with Jesus. You are at the meeting place. Has it ever struck you how incredible it is That you, a mere human being, can meet with the almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, the sustainer of heaven and earth, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And you are here to meet with God. What an incredible privilege you have. people meeting with their God. And we read in the Bible, it's just a, really a book full of meeting places, meeting with God. And we read in the Old Testament, starting right back with Adam and Eve. Have you ever thought, why did God make Adam and Eve? Why did he create them? Because he loved people, that's why. And he wanted people on this earth Created Adam and Eve for their friendship, to have joy with them, to walk with them, to love them, just to be with them and he was with them he met with them in the cool of the evening he walked with Adam and Eve until that day when he walked in the garden in the evening and he said where are you? where are you? Adam and Eve had disobeyed God and they had hidden themselves. They did not want to meet with God that day. But we press on through the Old Testament and we find there's Abraham who meets with God on a mountainside. We find Jacob running away from Esau. He meets with God in the open air. We find Moses taking off his shoes Meeting with God in the desert. We find Joshua taking over that great commission to lead the people of Israel. Deuteronomy 31, you will find he is at the tent of meeting and he takes over the responsibility from Moses. He meets with God. There's David who meets with his good shepherd on the hillside. You've got Daniel, who meets with God in a lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I love those words, don't you? When I was in Sunday school, we were taught to say, shake the bed, make the bed and into bed you go. It's a good way of remembering their names, but they met with God in a fiery furnace. And in the New Testament too, as I say, the whole Bible is full of meeting places Meeting with the Almighty God. No wonder it was written down in the Bible for us to read. The most wonderful meeting of all. We read in the New Testament about the 12 disciples meeting with Jesus. And he says, follow me. They leave everything and follow Jesus. We read about the blind who receive their sight, the lame who walk, the deaf who hear. They meet with Jesus and their lives are changed forever. And when you meet with Jesus, your life is changed forever. I love the story of Zacchaeus. You know, he was so full of himself. And he climbed that tree, the sycamore tree, to see Jesus. And then he meets with Jesus and has tea with him. Was that the end of the story? No. He had met with Jesus... And he changed his life. He started to put Jesus first, other people second. He started to live out that meeting with Jesus. The story of Mary weeping at the tomb. Heart-wrenching sobs. Her Jesus had died. He'd been killed. And then those tears of joy coming as she sees her saviour Jesus as he meets with her. Tears of sadness, we all know those, turning to tears of joy when you meet with Jesus. What about me? Actually, I could tell you a lot more stories. There's loads of them in the New Testament. You read your Bible and just see person after person meeting with Jesus me, well I was just 8 years old and I went to a holiday Bible club and I was challenged at that young age to give my life to Jesus I went home knelt by my bed met with Jesus did it change my life? yes it did I had a sister who was 2 years older than me and we squabbled oh how we squabbled And one terrible day, I stamped on her chilblains. Confession time. But, after I had knelt down by my bed and given my life to Jesus, I knew something had happened inside. And I went into my sister's bedroom, my sister's called Mary, and I started to love her. Now, my sister Mary is now 80 years old, and do you know I can't remember squabbling with her since that day when I was eight years old. That's how Jesus started to change my life. A small thing, but if you ask Jesus into your life, things will change. All of us, without exception, need to meet with our creator God and his son Jesus. And we meet with Jesus at the cross. I love having this cross up here, that when I come into church, I lift my eyes up. That is the meeting place. It's all about a love story. The sinner, the lost, the lonely, the sad, they meet with their saviour Jesus. used to work in Brazil and we would visit Rio de Janeiro. Many of you know that beautiful city. It's a dangerous place too. But on the Corcovado mountain is a beautiful, wonderful statue of Christ, the Redeemer. It's 39 metres high and it has Christ with his arms outstretched over Rio. All the opulence of Rio all the violence on the streets, all the beautiful young people, and they are so beautiful. The young, the broken-hearted, the drug addicts, the pickpockets. And there is this enormous statue of Christ, arms outstretched, giving out the message, come to me and find rest for your souls, find forgiveness, discover peace, find purpose in living. And that is the secret of life, coming to Jesus that first time as a sinner and then coming again and again and again and again. Meeting with him every day of your life. What a difference it makes. You can meet with Jesus anywhere, in your garden, your bedroom, anywhere, in your car. Keep your eyes open. But when we come to church, we're making a statement. We've left everything else aside. No mobile phone. Nobody knocking on your door. You are here at this moment to meet with Jesus. You see, in our busy lives, we are always thinking of the next thing to do. You may even be thinking, what are we going to sing next? You may be thinking about doing the coffee later, what you're going to do this afternoon, or like Faux, what she's going to have for lunch today. We all know. I hope she enjoys the chicken. But at this moment whilst I'm speaking I want you to focus on your meeting with Jesus you chose to be here and you are meeting with him and it's a most glorious meeting it should touch your hearts especially as we come round the communion table later there will be tears, there can be laughter we come we meet with him and the joy bubbles up in your heart So, how do we come? Just three points I want to leave with you. We come in penitence. We mess up so often. We feel ashamed of our lack of concern for others. Did you love your neighbour this week? Heart, soul, strength, mind? Maybe you did. Was it easy? The easy thing is putting ourselves first instead of others. I get great comfort from the story of Peter, disciple of Jesus, who denied Jesus three times. Even with curses, he denied knowing Jesus, the person he had been following for three years. No wonder Peter wept bitterly when he realised what he had done. He heard that cock crow and he knew he had denied knowing Jesus. Did he meet Jesus again? Yes, he did. After the resurrection, Peter and the disciples had gone fishing. They didn't bother about the resurrection at that moment. But they'd gone fishing. And then, They look up and they see someone standing on the shore. And John says, It's the Lord! And Peter jumps out of the boat, goes to the shore. His first meeting with Jesus since he denied knowing him. So, what did Jesus say? I knew, I told you, I knew you'd deny me three times, I knew it. And then a hurt silence. No. Jesus said, Come and have breakfast. And the disciples had breakfast with Jesus. And Peter must have been wondering, What's going to happen next? And later, Jesus calls Peter aside. Peter takes a deep breath. This is it. And what does Jesus say to him? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said, follow me. It doesn't matter what you have done, as long as you confess it and say sorry and repent of what you have done, and you come to the Lord Jesus in that precious meeting, he will forgive and he will say to you, do you love me? And so we come in penitence and we come in praise. A little exercise for you. Have you ever tried saying that word, hallelujah, without smiling? Now we've got a lovely brother over here, our dear brother Ray, who can say hallelujah, and you bless us, Ray, and you can only say it with a smile on your face. We were reading... Earlier from Psalm 34, and I'll just repeat some of these words to you because we're in this meeting place to praise God, and we have been doing that. I sought the Lord, and He answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant, their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him and delivered him out of all his troubles. Does that make you want to say hallelujah? You see, it's such a wonderful word. It's a Hebrew word used by the Greeks as well. It just means praise God. Absolutely, praise God. Just have a little look at that banner over there near um, Brian, just above Brian and Pat. Modern way Baptist Church made that for us? And there is the poor man sinking in despair. And he holds up his hand. And what happens? There is the hand of God. A hand of love. It says there, love. That hand of love coming down and raising up that one who was in despair. I sought the Lord, he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. No wonder verse 1 says, his praise will always be on my lips. This morning, thank him that he forgives all our sins and failures. Thank him we have no need to carry guilt. Thank him for the new life. It is new life that we have in Jesus. Thank him for food, for fun, for fellowship. Thank him for today. Thank him for each other, the person you're sitting next to. Thank God that he is with us, that he is a good God. He is a God full of compassion, a God of love, a God of mercy, a God of comfort, a God of justice. Well, what do you say to all that? Hallelujah! (laughs) Isn't he good? He's a great God, and we are here to meet with him and praise him. So, you come in penitence. You come in praise for what he does, and you come in prayer. I always think it's wonderful that the Lord is always attentive to our prayers. Sometimes you might want to try and get the attention of your mum or your dad or, or your wife or somebody and they just don't listen. But the Lord is attentive to your prayers. And I don't know how you are this morning. Maybe you're feeling a bit old. Maybe you're just worn out. Maybe you're worried about the future. Maybe your exam results weren't what you wanted. Maybe you need a job. Maybe the relationship you've entered into is shaky. The answer is always the same. Come to me, said Jesus, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest for your soul. So give up all that fretting and the endless worrying and the fears. Come to Jesus just as you are, and he will give you rest. Now maybe you danced into church this morning. You thought, I'm so joyful and happy. I don't feel weary. I don't feel worried about money. I'm just joyful. Well, that's wonderful. You can keep saying hallelujah as often as you like. I'm praising God. But another thing you can do is to pray for those around you who are finding it tough. When Mike and I worked in Brazil, sometimes we had some very tough, horrid moments. And suddenly, a peace came. And we would look at each other and say, Do you think someone's praying for us? And they were. We would find that churches... In England, we're praying for us. Prayer does make a difference. Don't stop. Whether you're joyful or sad, keep praying. So have you made that first meeting with Jesus? It starts at the cross. You meet with him. And then you carry on meeting with him throughout your life. This is the secret of the Christian life. It is new life for old. It is rejoicing for weariness, radiance for dreariness. It is strength for weakness, steadiness for uncertainty. It is triumph even through tears and tenderness of spirit instead of touchiness. It is lowliness of spirit instead of self-exaltation and a loveliness of life because of the altogether lovely one living with you. This is what happens when we come to Jesus. His arms are wide open. Come. One day... The Lord will say to you, come home. What a day that will be. He will say, I've prepared a place for you, so beautiful you can't imagine it. And you will see Jesus face to face that final meeting, to be with him forever. And he will say to you, well done, well done, good and faithful servant. And we, together, will be with the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Let's just have a moment of silence as you have your own meeting with Jesus. Just you and him. Let's pray. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Amen.